Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, We will be taking Joe Biden's speech, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live, and I will be commenting on it live. I'll be standing in front of Independence Hall, which was the official launch of the American Re- Revolution. Does Joe Biden even know what the Declaration of Independence says? Starts out this way, ladies and gentlemen. Not we the people. That's the Constitution. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Doesn't that sound like a revolution, Mr. Producer? America? So he's going in front of Independence Hall. To say what? To attack half the people of the United States? He'll say he's not, but he is. In fact, to attack all people who disagree with the radical Marxist agenda. We hold these truths to be self-evident. And I suspect he might even have this on a card or teleprompter prepared for him this part, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, 
that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And it goes on. This is a revolutionary document that gives the justification that gives the justification for overthrowing the monarch control over the colonies. I just want to point that out. So many people would consider the founders violent revolutionaries. No doubt the king of England did and his monarchy No question about it. So if Joe Biden wants to give the kind of speech that he's reportedly going to give, he shouldn't be standing in front of the Declaration of Independence where so many Americans are fed up with what their government has turned into and is turning into against their will, against their interests. No. He should be standing in front of the Democrat National Committee headquarters and giving a speech like this about the fundamental transformation of America, about the fundamental transformation of gender and sex, about the fundamental transformation of the Supreme Court, and on and on and on, no? Well, Miranda Devine... Is a brilliant lady. She writes brilliantly. She says, Tyrannical Old Joe's Secret Police State. The gall of Joe Antifa Biden wrapping himself in the blue after the anti-cop violence and defund police movement he slyly egged on during the 2020 BLM Antifa riots. The breakdown of law and order in our cities is the consequence. No question about that. Now he's back opposing as a big champion of the cops, as anti-semi-fascist, that is anti-sefa, attempting to turn the tables on the party of law and order with wildly dishonest rhetoric that is as frightening as it is absurd. It would be easy to laugh it all off as the blathering of a spiteful, increasingly incoherent, angry old man. But what Biden and the puppeteers who guide him are doing is very sinister. They appear to be preparing the ground for an even harsher crackdown. Harsher crackdown on his political opponents by the security state, which has become to all appearances his secret police. The president's intemperate attacks on Republicans as semi-fascist, ultra-MAGA, white supremacists, and domestic terrorists have escalated as a midterm wipeout looms and Biden's deadly polls have solidified. Despite media lauding the comeback of Aviator Joe. Yeah, sure, his polls have bounced back, quote-unquote, just like gas prices, from unbelievably bad to really bad. Clearly two weeks in the basement with double COVID and a month on vacation has done wonders for his popularity. And in Biden's case, absent makes the heart grow slightly less scornful. But before he heads to Delaware for another long weekend, The White House decided Biden needed to make a couple of big political speeches to set the tone for the campaign season. 
Tonight, it's a primetime address about, quote, the continued battle for the soul of the nation, unquote, as if any American wants to take moral instruction from a Biden. His speech on gun control Pennsylvania Tuesday was a scene setter that should fill all with dread. President spent much of his time on stage, bear with me, railing against MAGA Republicans, inadvertently lumping anyone else who believes in the America First agenda, which includes a fair chunk of independents and some Democrats. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress, he said. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th of January. For God's sakes, whose side are you on? Spare us. He lied about the January 6th riot, characterizing it in a supposed quote from some unnamed foreign leader as, quote, a mob of a thousand people storming down the hallways and killing several police officers in the meantime, unquote. Not one police officer was killed. The only person killed was Ashley Babbitt, the petite, unarmed Trump supporter shot dead by a Capitol police officer. He sarcastically referred to, quote, brave right-wing Americans, unquote, support the Second Amendment as a protection against government tyranny. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15, says Mr. Tough Guy. He tried to flip the tables on the soaring crime and demoralized police that his party single-handedly caused and pretend they were his strengths, just like the old days. The arsonist returning to the burning embers as the hero firefighter. I'm opposed to defunding the police, said Biden. I'm also opposed to defunding the FBI. Now he tells us. Why did he not say that months ago? And during the months of violent anti-cop riots in 2020. Instead, he fueled anti-police sentiment the minute the George Floyd story blew up. He would emerge periodically from his basement to rant about systemic police racism, for which there was no evidence. After weeks of riots, arson, looting, and death at the height of the defund police craze, he replied, yes, absolutely, when asked if we can redirect some of the police funding. Whom is he trying to kid now? Biden's speech Tuesday was not random wild talk. It was designed for an ultimate end, which is to deploy his administration's year-old national strategy for countering domestic terrorism to crush his political opposition. In this strategy, the unprecedented threat to the nation is the MAGA semi-fascist. And the way to counter it at the roots is to install a far-left equity agenda, economic redistribution, critical race theory, etc. And if you object, as any thinking person does, then you may find yourself labeled a domestic violence extremist or enemy of the state, as Nancy Pelosi called Republicans. About the only critic of the strategy is political science professor Nicholas Giordano. As he puts it, the Democrats' critique of Republicans has gone from bitter clingers to domestic terrorists. It's a coordinated and sustained effort to paint their political opponents as a threat to seize power. The media amplifies the government's drumbeat, providing justification to the tyrants so they can tell themselves that they're doing good, ridding the nation of racism and equity, saving democracy from existential threats like Ashley Babbitt. This is why they have to lie about January 6th and call it an insurrection, a terrorist attack worse than 9-11. 
This is why, as Professor Giordano points out, you hear the terms purge, deprogram, and re-educate applied to Trump supporters by the talking heads at MSNBC. But because there actually aren't enough white supremacist, domestic violent extremists to purge, the security state has had to engage in scope creep. So the patriotic Betsy Ross flag is secretly listed in an internal FBI guide leaked to Project Veritas as domestic violence terrorism symbol, along with a Punisher skull, the Spartan helmet, the Gadsden flag, and the 2A for Second Amendment. The word Orwellian is overused now because our entire politics is Orwellian. Nothing is as it seems. Every statement is psychological projection. Every day is opposite day. Biden gaslights and lies. Everyone is administration gaslights and lies. They tell us the border is closed, that millions of illegal migrants are walking across or not walking across the southern border, that Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation, that the covid jab will stop the virus, that inflation is zero. The lies are the architecture of tyranny. As Russian emigre Elena. Hold on, I just lost it. Gorokoka wrote about the Soviet Union of the 60s, quote, the rules are simple. They lie to us. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying, but they keep lying to us, and we keep pretending to believe them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. CNSnews.com. As Biden excoriates millions of Americans as MAGA Republicans, extremists, semi-fascists, and threats to democracy. Something he's likely to do again tonight in the so-called Soul of the Nation speech. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich says Biden's sneering insults stem from terror. Speaking to Fox News, Gingrich noted that more than 70 million Americans voted for Donald Trump in the last election. To have a president of the United States characterize half his country the way that Joe Biden does is the greatest act of aggression by an American president against his own people that we've ever seen. It's truly an astonishing moment. It doesn't fit any of our prior history. And I keep telling my friends, do not assume anything based on past president because you're now dealing with people who are terrified. I mean, if you're the senior FBI, you're the White House, and you're looking at the potential of a Republican-controlled House and Senate, and you realize all of your emails, all of your meetings, everything that you've been doing could suddenly become public, 
and your entire career could be destroyed and you might end up in jail. I mean, you're going to do everything you can to try to guarantee that the Republicans can't win this fall because you're terrified of what a Republican Congress would be like. Republican congressional leaders, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, have promised to hold hearings on Hunter Biden, Joe Biden influence peddling allegations, among other investigations. McCarthy has told Attorney General Merrick Garland to preserve your documents and clear your calendar in preparation for an anticipated Republican probe of what McCarthy called the politically weaponized Justice Department and FBI. And Gingrich said the Biden-Garland Justice Department is the most corrupt in all of American history, and he's right. He said you have corruption from the Attorney General to the head of the FBI to senior elements of the FBI. You have collusion from a wide range of the Intelligence Committee. You had, I think it was 50-some intel senior officials who signed a letter last year that we now know was a total lie. None of them have recanted. And I fully expect the Department of Justice to indict Donald Trump in a D.C. court, a district where he got 5.6% of the vote. So by 19 to 1, the jury is likely to be against him. I think it's an all-out effort. And I just heard Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, say the FBI has to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story for the three or four weeks before the election in 2020. At a time, by the way, when some 80% of Americans say if they had known how corrupt Biden was and through him his father, they probably would have voted against Joe Biden. So I have no idea what's going to happen next. I'm a historian by training, and I tell everybody, you have to assume that nothing you know, nothing you know tells you anything about how corrupt and how sick this is going to get. Because you have fanatics who represent a secular religion who are determined to destroy not just Trump, but Trump's followers. And they could do most anything. We have no way of knowing what the next six months or two years are going to carry. And in his August 26th speech in Rockville, Maryland, Biden closed with this attack. We're at a serious moment in our nation's history. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. This is why in this moment, those of you who love the country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, more committed to saving America than MAGA Republicans are to destroying it. Holy mackerel. Wow. Wow. This sick old bastard is sicker than I thought. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. 
That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. The Democrats and the Democrat Party and the higher up you go on their political chain hate the American people as they hate the country. And when you have this Marxist ideology, remember, you despise free will. You despise individual liberty. It gets into the way of your plans. And so when you have people more and more who are objecting to what the government is doing to them, they have to be put down. And if, in fact, Biden gives the kind of speech his press secretary and he have indicated he's going to give, it is he who's lighting fuses. It is he who's throwing political grenades. And his media, the Pravda of America. Now, I do need to update you. There was a hearing in federal court today, a real judge in the Southern District of Florida. And this is how it's reported by NBC. And I read it. It seemed pretty accurate. A federal judge said today she would make a more detailed list of what the FBI seized from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as lawyers for Trump and the Justice Department faced off in a federal courtroom in Florida for the first time in a case involving the unprecedented search of his home. U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon did not immediately rule. However, on the Trump lawyer's request to appoint a special master to review all the evidence seized in the August 8th search to determine whether any of it includes potential attorney-client or executive privilege issues, Trump lawyers had requested a more detailed inventory of what investigators seized, contending the version they got from the government was too vague. They asked for a detailed account of exactly what was seized and where it was located when it was seized. By the way, these lawyers Trump has now, they really are good. They are good. Trump's team also said they want a third-party special master to share all the evidence with them, including the affidavit laying out the government's case, that was used to get the search warrant in the first place. The Department of Injustice was ready for the possibility the judge would order that the more detailed list be unsealed, saying in a court filing earlier this week, the government is prepared, given the extraordinary circumstances, to unseal the more detailed receipt and provide it immediately to plaintiff. Well, what it's waiting for? It doesn't need a court order to do that. Well, the government characterized the case in grave terms related to national security and classified documents. Trump lawyer Jim Trusty compared it to something more mundane. Quote, we've characterized it at times as an overdue library book scenario where there's a dispute, not even a dispute, but ongoing negotiations with the National Archives that has suddenly been transformed into a criminal investigation. He said, <coughs> sidestepping that the Justice Department had issued a subpoena for the documents this year, they say, well, you can issue a subpoena and still be in negotiations. Happens all the time. But trustee's right. That's why I said, well, this is about documents? Seriously? Documents? Throughout the hearing, Judge Cannon, a Trump appointee, they remind us, had more questions for the government than for the former president's team and repeatedly asked why she shouldn't appoint a special master. You see, it's not really that rare to appoint a special master. And this is a very, very high-profile matter involving serious conflicting constitutional issues. 
And yet look at how the government is fighting over this. Justice Department attorneys argued a special master was either superfluous or unwarranted when it came to Trump's claims about executive privilege. Pointing to a 1977 case, Nixon versus GSA, a government attorney told the court that Trump couldn't invoke the privilege because he was no longer the executive. I don't know if that's right, Judge Excuse me, Judge Cannon said. It seems to me like you're potentially overreading Nixon to say now that there's absolutely no room for a former executive to raise a claim of privilege, at least for some period of time, is not entirely decided in the law. So I'm not sure if it's cut and dried, as you suggest. She's exactly right, and I mentioned that to you yesterday. There's no Supreme Court decision right on point here. Jay Bratt, a top intelligence official of justice, argued that the bottom line was Trump had a stash of documents that don't belong to him. He's no longer the president because he's no longer the president. He had no right to those documents. That ends the analysis, Brad said. Oh, okay. So a bureaucrat at the Department of Justice says it's all over, Judge. It's all over Trump. Just do what we say. Put him in cuffs, leg irons, send him off to jail. This guy, Brad, sounds like a real punk. A real punk. And by the way, you're doing a fantastic job on counterintelligence over there at the Department of Justice. The communist Chinese have stolen everything. The key to the kingdom. They've stolen everything. And there you are chasing Trump, you jerk. That's right. That's right. John Voigt. I got to get to a lot because remember, we're doing Biden live in the third hour. John Voigt. Put out a video message the other day, and I meant to play it. Didn't have time, and I want to play it now. Cut one, go. My fellow Americans, can we all speak truths so we can see the lie that was brought upon our President Trump? And the ones who once were on his side are now finding wrong with the documents. Can we see this lie? Did they ever attack Obama's home or Clinton's? And why not? because President Trump knows that the swamp are all lies and he once drowned them and they're all afraid you will see the truths. Wake up, America, see this lie. And we must see this as similar to President Kennedy's files. My friends, the deceit will surely die for no man shall turn truths for their ego, for their unrighteousness, because our witness will surely condemn this war. A third world war, yes, it's been turned into a war. But this force, this evil force against the American people will be wiped out by the power that once helped George Washington win the revolution for freedom. There is a God and he, the almighty, will answer our prayers for this nation to be strong and safe and loving for our future. This is the greatest country, the land of opportunity where one can be their greatest self. This is America. And my fellow Americans, I'm proud to be an American. And I know that we will be saved, that there is a plan, that the one president who had our true trust was President Donald Trump, and he will do it all over again with the prayers, the hope, the love, the trust of all the American people once again. And then there's, well said, John, and then there's Corinne Jean-Pierre, who babbles equally as much as the idiot she works for. Uh, 
Let's see here. Let us go to cut to Mr. Producer. Go. Uh, you know, when you ask me about the mega agenda, especially as it relates to Congress, as it relates to elected officials, uh, it is one of the most extreme agendas that we have seen. Uh, and it is a, a part of the uh, it is, it is the extreme part of, of the Republican Party. So the Republican agenda in Congress, such as it is, is extremist. So it's not just about a handful of people. It's the Republican agenda in Congress is extremist. Cut three, go. Go back to tonight's speech. Obviously, you said that the president's going to be calling out these lawmakers that are MAGA lawmakers in Congress. But you had 74 million people vote for Trump last time around. You said it's a small number that the White House believes are extremists. Can you give us an idea of ballpark? Are we talking... A million of that 74 million? Are we talking about 1%, 20%? What kind of number are we talking about? Well, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about specifically of uh, MAGA office holders. That's you what understand, ladies and gentlemen, what they're doing here is now they're saying we get to define who's dangerous and who's extreme. What kind of regimes have done that in the past? Can you think of any? Over at the Huffington Post, they're very offended. Over at Media Matters, they're very offended because these are the spokesmen for the Marxist, fascist, extremists in this country. They will defend Biden and the Democrat Party to the hilt no matter what. So when I point out that the dehumanization of people has led to genocide, and I point out that it's led to genocide in the most horrific regimes, they got very angry with me. Because they're stupid, low IQ, zombies, pretty much. Pretty much. They are funded and paid by dark money. And this is how they exist. Like the Russian Pravda, or the state media in China. Or in Iran, for that matter. They think this is great. So the debate isn't over policy, you see. The debate isn't over what the administration has done, what the Democrats have done in the Senate and the House, what they want to do. Now the debate is we have to defend ourselves as Americans from the Democrat Party. They are going to define us. They are going to characterize us. They think they are. And that's the election, they think. Are you who believe in the Constitution and the Declaration, who believe in individual liberty, who believe in our principles, who don't believe in the 1619 Project, but the 1776 reality, who believe in free market capitalism as opposed to centralized socialism, are we now radical extremists because we don't embrace the Pelosi, Schumer, Biden, AOC, Sanders agenda? That's what they're saying. That's you. Go ahead. We're to, I'm talking specifically, I already answered this question uh, about how, um, you know, we feel like we've touched a nerve, right? When, when folks are, are, are saying uh, that we're, we're trying to be div- divisive or that we're talking about millions of voters. feel like you've That's touched not- a nerve. People are responding to your effort to dehumanize half the country. And it may be more than half the country. People are responding to the irresponsibility of this regime. 
The way I see it, ladies and gentlemen, those of us who oppose what's taking place, we are the people who believe in freedom. We are the resistance. Cut four, go. You're also facing some criticism, which has been brought up, that this aggressive tone is also stoking the divisiveness that he's trying to heal. Any concerns about that? You know, the president's never going to shy away from calling out what he sees. Really? He's never going to shy away. But so I don't have to shy away from what I see. When Biden shuffles around, squints, issues, orders left and right, trying to destroy our economic system, destroy our, our borders and our sovereignty, destroy our health care system, walks around and decides what kind of energy will or will not take place. That's funny. I think of the Hugo Chavez's, the Brezhnev's, the Mao Zedong's. That's what I think of. Kevin McCarthy today on Fox. Cut five, go. He's trying to distract from his disasters that he's created in this country. The problem with Joe Biden is he does not understand the soul of America. The tens of millions of hardworking, law-abiding citizens that he vilifies that simply want to have a say in their kids' education, to go to a school board meeting, want a gasoline price that they can afford, no longer wants inflation to continue to rise, afraid to go out in their streets to be safe again. They want a stronger, safer, more prosperous America, and all he does is vilify them to distract from the disasters and no plan he has to save America from where we are today. You have a right to criticize the government. You have a right to criticize the Democrat Party. You have a right to criticize Biden, the president. You have a right to criticize the Democrats in the House and the Senate. You have a right to do all those things. And I want you to remember this is the same president, the same administration that immediately, immediately threatened parents who were at school board meetings, immediately threatened them at the say-so of the teachers' unions. Now, who is it that supports a police state? And they mentioned the FBI and the National Security Office and the Criminal Division and the U.S. Attorneys and the Civil Rights Division. And he gave out the domestic terrorist hotline just in case. These parents protest a little too loudly. That's why it's not about Trump per se. It's not about MAGA per se. This is what fascists, Marxists, totalitarians of all types do. He's trying to characterize Republicans. Not good conservatives, good Republicans. He doesn't get to decide who good conservatives and good Republicans are. What they're doing is trying to change the very nature of our political system, which they've been trying to do forever. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty. 
presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. As we get closer to Constitution Day, September 17, I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. By the way, Nikki Haley will be here next hour to talk about Letitia James. Who's Letitia James? She is the crackpot, radical, left-wing kook, evil attorney general of the state of New York. Talk about tyranny. Talk about totalitarianism. Nikki Haley's founder of Stand for America, this organization. And like all groups such as this, when they file the returns with the Internal Revenue Service, there are certain pages that are supposed to be kept confidential. And you print on those pages confidential. All of these nonprofit groups do it. And the reason is to protect major donors who would otherwise be targeted, you know, by the Democrat Party militia or mob or somebody else. But that's the law, and it's supposed to be kept confidential. And some states require the same f- filing or similar one in their states. Well, Nikki Haley's group, that was leaked. It was leaked to the public, their donors. It was leaked to the media, the left media, that attacked her. And attacked the group. And targeted the donors. And Nikki Haley wants to come on the program, as she has others, to call out this Letitia James, who should be under criminal investigation now. For the revealing of internal revenue information. And if we had a real Treasury Department, if we had a real U.S. Attorney's Office, the Attorney General of New York would be in front of a federal grand jury, forced to testify under oath, under threat of imprisonment. That's the way it ought to be handled. I shall return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, The The ranked choice voting, very complicated, that took place in Alaska 
is what defeated Sarah Palin. The Democrat, Palin, was, is a Republican, and the number three person was a Republican. So under the rank choice voting, the Republican votes were split, and the Democrat won. Because they wanted a Republican to hold that seat. So rather than have a Republican primary where you duke it out and a Democrat primary where you duke it out, they have this convoluted system born in California so the Democrats never lose office, pushed by Lisa Murkowski in Alaska so a rhino, she hopes, can never lose her slot. And she costs the Republicans a seat in the House. And a number of Republicans are decrying this. Tom Cotton, ranked choice voting is a scam to rig elections. 60% of Alaskans voted for a Republican, but thanks to a convoluted process and ballot exhaustion, which disenfranchises voters, a Democrat won. He's right. Under the rules of ranked choice voting, voters list ballots and order preference. Election officials, first choice preferences, a candidate is deemed the person who gar- a, a winner is deemed the person who garners more than 50% of the vote. But if nobody does, then they start, well, this one counts, and we had those votes, this was their second choice, and we had those votes. And so what happens? The Republican votes are split, and the Democrat won. This wasn't an indication of things to come in, in November, I don't believe. But look how they keep changing the voting system. Pennsylvania, the Federalist, abruptly adds mail-in ballot application to voter registration form. Mid-election cycle. So in a voter registration form, they had a mail-in ballot application. And they only did it just now because they were originally separated. They did it 11 weeks before the general election. Who did it? The state legislature? No. The Democrat-controlled Department of State did it. And so the Bucks County elections director said we believe this proposed form is likely to stoke new and undue confusion concern and skepticism among voters at a time when it is imperative that we build trust in our election system they're not interested in that dolphin county elections director another one of the counties in pennsylvania this dramatic change in frontline service of voters with a dual registration mail-in ballot application is so close to a potentially pivotal election, it's a terrible idea. My concern is based on my experience and the shared experience of the other 67 election directors across Pennsylvania since Act 77 of 2019. Now, that's the controversial law that was passed in 2019 that had no excuse mail-in balloting that was added. And what they're saying here is, who authorized this? The Democrats did it. I just mentioned those are two Republican election officials out of 67 counties there. Those are two Republicans. That's what's going on. That's why people are fed up. They're not rolling over to this. And so you must be, you know, they start with a white supremacist. You must be a racist. You must be evil. You must be this. You must be. Now, you're all dangerous, violent fascists we're going to play this speech live next hour you should be so pissed that the next day tomorrow
You get on the phone. You make sure people you care about are, are registered. You get out and vote. You offer your time. You do what you have to do. We must crush this movement on the left. We must crush it. And now the White House has released some of the excerpts, and everybody's pretending that this isn't a political speech. It's a speech to the nation. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. He's going to say that? Now, you know what grotesque lies those are? Who is it that's using SWAT teams and everything else? The White House's Bill Biden's speech, the Hill says, is one about the soul of the nation. That's a phrase he uses all the time. You know what? He's the hemorrhoid of the nation. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? Hello, world. Biden is the hemorrhoid of the nation. Got that, Huffington Post? Mediaite, Media Matters, the stooges of the media. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean Perret. Or whatever. The speech would be optimistic, she said. What else will he say? So tonight I come here to the place where it all began, to speak plainly to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet those threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us, if only we choose it. Now, what they saw at the White House was that concern for the democracy itself, that is, republic, was now number two or number three on the minds of voters. They said, let's seize this. We suck at everything. Immigration, law and order, the economy, inflation, gasoline. All we do is spend and lend and borrow. We will stand up for democracy. We, the Democrat Party, that believes in tyranny. I'll say for a long time, we've reassured ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it is not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it, each and every one of us. Yes, we do, against you, you hemorrhoid. Did I say he's the hemorrhoid of the nation? I think I did. If he's going to call us names, he deserves names too, you know. MAGA Republicans, MAGA Republicans. Right. Marxist Democrats. That's the answer to that. Marxist Democrats. Well, there you are, some of the some of the excerpts. And so we see, we the people, we see what's going on in places like California. California, you might recall, was the breadbasket of America in so many ways. It was the home to entrepreneurs. Depending on what statue looked at, it had the fifth biggest economy in the world or the ninth biggest economy in the world. Now it has more U-Hauls leaving the state than coming into the state. A growth population with illegal immigrants. The highest taxes. And of course, brownouts and blackouts, in the, which there are going to be many, many more. WTVO, with California's power grid under strain due to extreme heat and high demand, the utility grid operator is asking residents, please avoid charging your electric vehicles. This comes days after the state announced they plan to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. 
California independent system operators asking residents for voluntary energy conservation over the Labor Day weekend. According to the National Weather Service, the western United States is facing a prolonged and record heat wave. You know what happens? We get heat waves, we get cold spells, we get all kinds of stuff. And yet, if we have fossil fuels aplenty, you don't have to worry about air conditioning, heating, having vehicles that work, an electrical grid. The top three conservation actions are to set thermostats to 78 degrees or higher. It's like the third world. Avoid using large appliances and charging electric vehicles. And turn off unnecessary lights, the American Power Association said. If you can limit your energy usage during 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Now, all you folks with gas-operated vehicles, you're going to be fine. You can drive to your heart's content. You can just drive around and kind of point at the guys with the electric vehicles and laugh at them, you know. You're fine. And if you're really hot, you can get into your car, turn it on, and put on the air conditioning in your car. Right, Mr. Producer? Oh, yeah. You'll have air. You'll have whatever you want. Today, most people charge their electric cars when they come home in the evening. Now, imagine that. When else are they supposed to charge them? When electric demand is typically at its peak, according to Cornell University's College of Engineering. I didn't even go to the College of Engineering, and I know this. Isn't that amazing? If left unmanaged, the power demanded from many electric vehicles charging simultaneously in the evening will amplify existing peak loads, potentially outstripping the grid's current capacity to meet demand. Oh, wow. How many times did we say this was going to happen? Even in my book, Liberty and Tyranny, which came out, what, in 2005? 2005, I said this was going to happen. You don't, it's just, you use rationality. The regulations passed by the California Air Resources Board last week. This isn't even an elected board. Say that 2035, the state will require automakers to sell our cars that run on electricity or hydrogen. Though some can be plugged in hybrids, they use gas and batteries. People will still be able to buy used cars that run on gas, and car companies will still sell some plug-in hybrids. Can you imagine the cost of a used car in California? California already has the nation's largest electric vehicle market in the country, 1.1 million vehicles. That's 43% of the nation's plug-in vehicles. Today, there are just 80,000 public charging stations around the country. And yet they need 1.2 million by 2030. It's a fabulously run state. I think DeSantis should run some ads in California. Don't you, America? I think he should run some ads in California. And they should go something like that. You Democrats, you stay where the hell you are in California. We don't want you in Florida. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an 
one other something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Nikki Haley will be on at the bottom of the hour, or after the bottom of the hour, to discuss the illegal act by the Attorney General of New York against her organization. Extreme heat wave pushing California power grid to limit with rolling blackouts possible. The Los Angeles slimes. The worst heat wave of the year. It's presenting a critical test for California's overtaxed power grid. With officials warning rolling blackouts are possible without major conservation efforts during a week of scorching temperatures. Extreme heat is expected to grip the vast majority of California for at least six days, perhaps even longer. Extreme heat. You know what we call that? Florida, Arizona, all kinds of parts of the country have extreme heat from time to time. And yet you're not seeing power grid issues with those states, are you? Authorities are worried about power capacity in part because high temperatures are forecast not just across inland regions that typically broil this time of year, but also along many parts of the coast where all the left-wing kooks live. That could mean many more people reaching for the air conditioning during peak hours. Imagine that, reaching for air conditioning. We're anticipating this extreme heat to be a length and duration, the likes of which we haven't experienced in some time, says Gavin Newsom, urging residents to conserve power. I'm sure he will, too, of course. No doubt at his favorite restaurant. Temperatures could hit all-time and monthly record highs and are expected to be 10 to 20 degrees above average during the day, with little relief expected. Come, You know, you build a grid, you build an energy system, you build the whole thing for the occasions that, that are most extreme, not for typical occasions. That's what you're supposed to do. We're not super confident on what it's going to add, said Bill Rash, a meteorologist, with the National Weather Center of the heat wave. Officials are asking Californians to limit electricity when possible to minimize strain on the state's energy providers. Otherwise, imagine if the state actually had a growing population. Imagine if the state actually had a growing industry. In other words, imagine if California was growing rather than declining as it is. What would they do then? They call this a flex alert, a first statewide flex alert during this heat wave. Most of the state entered its first day of extreme heat in this wave. A second flex alert was issued for today. And during a flex alert, consumers are urged to reduce their energy use in the afternoon and evening hours. I remember years ago when former Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld would show a photo, a satellite photo of North Korea and South Korea. North Korea was black at night. Not a light on. South Korea was lit up with lights. Looked like Las Vegas. I wonder if you take a picture of California at night this week and a picture of Florida at night, what you would see, Mr. Producer. In Florida, you would see North Korea, right? Excuse me. In California, you'd see North Korea. In Florida, you'd see South Korea in terms of the lights. That's the future, America. Right there. 
and it was in the bill they just passed. And if you oppose it, you're obviously a violent MAGA Neanderthal. A violent MAGA Neanderthal. That's quite obvious. Joe Biden doesn't talk about the genocidal regimes in Red China, Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, etc., the way he talks about Republicans or so-called MAGA Republicans. He has spent a lifetime as a Washington politician. He's done nothing to advance democracy, liberty, or prosperity in our country. Among his closest and earliest friends were among the most racist segregationists in the United States Senate. Meanwhile, he and his corrupt family have enriched themselves with farm money to the tune of millions. Biden knows nothing of democracy. He knows everything of autocracy because that's what he is. Because that's what he is. Now, the putinoids out there in our media and in their parties, they know who they are and you know who they are. Another oligarch has obviously jumped to his death, Mr. Producer. The oligarchs keep committing suicide. It's unbelievable what's going on in Russia. A Russian oligarch has been reported by state media to have died by suicide after a fall from a window at a hospital in Moscow. This guy was the chairman of the biggest oil company in Russia, Luke Oil. And there are some stations in our own country. Raval Maganov, 67, chair of Russian oil giant Luke Oil, apparently died on the spot following his fall. He fell from the window at Moscow's Central Clinical Hospital around 7.30 a.m. this morning. It's unclear what he was doing in the hospital prior to his fall, but his death is the latest in a line of Russian oligarchs and energy executives who have died in mysterious circumstances this year following the invasion of Ukraine. I wonder if the Putinoids with their hemorrhoids are going to speak out. Or are they going to pretend this never happened? Former Gazprom Vice President Vladsvayavyev and his partner were found dead from gunshot wounds in Maine at apparent murder-suicide. Several days later, another oligarch, Sergei Prostyanya, was found hanged with his wife and daughter stabbed to death alongside him in a villa in Spain. Of course. He was a former vice president of Russia oil giant Novatik, and his death was also labeled a murder-suicide by Russian authorities. Mr. Monagnet had been chairman of Luke Oil since 2020. He'd been in senior positions with the company since joining the board. He made a very passive criticism in March of the invasion of Ukraine. And now he's jumped to his death. He, Mikhail Wartford, Alexander Taikov, Alexander Subotin, Sergei Prostov, Vaslav Nikov, Ravavkov, Vlad, and Yemi Yemi. I'll be right back. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's another 
another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. It's a pleasure to have Governor Haley with us. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Before we get to this Letitia James, who really is a reprobate, before we get to her, let's get to the other. Joe Biden is going to stand in front of Independence Hall. He may not recall. That's where the revolution officially began. And he's going to state one lie after another. He's going to state one a libel after another about millions and millions of Americans. And you know what, Nikki Haley? I look back at the second inaugural address by Abraham Lincoln after the Civil War, which was horrific. The things he said to try to bring the South under his uh, under the wing of the rest of the country, I don't know of any president, based on these excerpts they've released, who's ever conducted himself this way. Do you? You know, it's amazing, because if you look back, this, if you think back to Obama... Obama referred to Republicans as extremists. And then you had Hillary refer to us as deplorables. Now you have Biden referring to us as, as you know, MAGA fascists. So like, they're all trying to go and basically divide our country. And the bottom line is they have become condescending and elitist. It's mm-hmm. not the Republicans who are saying, you know, I mean, Republicans are the ones saying, let parents decide where their kids are going to go to school. Democrats think government needs to do that because minorities can't think for themselves. It's Republicans that say minorities are capable of going to get their own photo ID so that they can show who they are when they vote. Democrats say, no, you can't do that for them. I mean, there's now you're saying that they're basically saying, OK, let's allow someone who didn't go to college to have to pay for someone who did go to college. This is just unthinkable that now he's going to come out and refer to half of the country as extremists. And it's just it's condescending. It's rude. It's arrogant. And it's all to distract from the fact that he doesn't want to answer the questions about why costs have gone up, why we're $30 trillion in debt, why inflation is sending us into a recession. He don't want to talk about any of that. Yet he he doesn't want to talk about the fact that we've got lawlessness on the border. We've got enough fentanyl that came in July that would kill every single American that he's going. And he's the extreme sides of his party that want to defund the police have gotten us the highest crime rates in two decades. So, I mean, we really have to challenge him on this. We really can't let him say these things and get away with it. We've got to fight back. We've got to say what the truth is, because I think the American people are smarter than this and they're going to see it for the distraction that it is. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous to go out there and dehumanize millions of people, don't you think? Especially when he claimed to be that he was going to be a unifier. There's not one thing he's done to unify this country. If anything, he has become very judgmental and has decided that he is going to pick which Americans are good and which Americans are bad, and he's going to call them out for it. I, I've never seen a president do this. I just never have. It's horrible. All right, 
Let's talk about the Attorney General in New York, who is incredibly political. Uh, as you know, she campaigned on indicting Donald Trump. Uh, you know, where I come from, uh, you would lose your law license if you did that as a lawyer, but there she is. And now you're involved with this organization, founder of Stand for America. Tell us what took place. So, you know, we started Stand for America three years ago. It's a policy advocacy organization. So it's not even a political organization. It's a policy advocacy organization that calls things as they see it. I've always been a truth teller. And so it calls things out, whether it's our debt, whether it's what's happening on the border, whether it's the fact that they're, you know, basically trying to indoctrinate our kids behind our parents' backs. We call out everything. So it might be Biden we call out. It might be Pelosi we call out. It might be um, Chuck Schumer we call out, but we call out whenever we see wrong and we talk about the solutions of what we should be doing instead. So clearly, if you know, um, we get a call a couple weeks ago from a reporter that says, we have a copy of your tax return. Now, policy advocacy organizations, C4s, do not have to show their tax returns. They're treated like individual tax returns. So yours doesn't go out and get publicly shown. Neither does Stand for America. So we said, you can't have that. Prove to us that you have it. He sent us a copy of it, which he got from a leftist organization. And on the copy of it, the last page is the stamp, New York State Attorney General's office. She leaked it to, or her office leaked it to this group called Documented. Documented turned it over to Politico, and Politico went and released it. Now, what I have said for as many years as people will listen, even when President Trump was in office, I would say Republicans are too nice. They're too nice. And Democrats mm -hmm. do this to them, and then they whine and complain about it, but they don't do anything to fight back. Well, the idea that they've New York State Attorney General's office has gone after President Trump, they've gone after the NRA, they've gone after pro-life groups, but you know what? They should never have gone after me, because what we are doing is we are filing suit against the New York State Attorney General. Beautiful. We are going to we're going to Attorney General Merrick Garland, and we're saying this is a violation of state tax law and federal tax law that mm -hmm. you have to go and investigate what she's done. And whether he does it or not, he's got an answer for it. And we're going to go after everyone that was a part of this, because if we don't start doing this, Mark, they're just going to continue to do this. And at some point, we've got to understand we're on the right side of things. But mm -hmm. if they play dirty... We fight back with the truth because when they can get away, think how arrogant and corrupt she was that they didn't even care. Their stamp was on the, the return. Yeah. That says all you need to know is that they weren't worried one bit that anything was going to be done to them. But what they continue to do is anyone that threatens their narrative, they come after them. This time it's our turn. But when have you ever heard of any of their liberal organizations being leaked. The ACLU's never been leaked. Planned Parenthood's never been leaked. The Sierra mm -hmm. Club's never been leaked. They are all exactly the same tax status as we are. And so I would ask all of your conservative listeners, if you are tired of the fact that they are weaponizing government agencies, don't whine about it. Don't complain about it. Let's fight. So please go to StandForAmerica.com and join us in this because we are not going to let this go. Mr. Producer, put that on all our platforms, Twitter and the rest. And you're exactly right. And the fact that you're standing up to this, you and your group are going to fight. This is very, very important that you get to the bottom of this. And you know what? 
even in a civil case, civil cases can actually be better because you also get to depose and get to dig into what she has or or her office has done. And uh, this, I want, is this, this could be a violation of the IRS code as far as I'm concerned, because this was really the same thing you probably filed or similar in your federal tax returns, right? No, and they said this was, I mean, our lawyers have come back and said, this is a federal tax law violation. I mean, she Mm -hmm. totally broke the law with this. And so we're going to go after her. But you know what? They do this to other organizations and other organizations just assume, oh, well, now our donors are out. No, they broke the law. It's the same thing with what's happening on the border. Don't just say we're going to be okay with people crossing the border illegally. That's a violation of the law. Mm-hmm. We have got to start pushing back. And that's why I'm so proud of these governors like Greg Abbott and Doug Ducey that are fighting back saying, look, you want to mm-hmm. send them to our states? We'll send them to your state. That's how we start fighting back. And what we have to be very careful of is Republicans should not let liberals split us because when it comes to their corruption, when it comes to their lying, when it comes to their condescending, that should be enough to unite all of us and say enough is enough. Now it's time for us to take our country back. I think that's a very, very important message because this time is different than any other time. These people are playing for keeps. They're playing outside the constitutional box and they want to change our laws. They want to change our voting. They want to change the Supreme Court. Look at what they're doing to you. Look what they're doing to the former president. They'll do it to any Republican nominee, as far as I'm concerned, with the Department of Justice and so forth. Look at the media are doing, big tech are doing. If we don't unite tens of millions of us and put aside some of our little differences, they're going to win and they're going to keep it up and they're going to expand their power, don't you think? Absolutely. And look at the media. The media is already talking about you know, the good Republican candidates and the bad Republican candidates. You know what? A bad Republican candidate's better than any Democrat candidate all day long. And we've got to start, you know, it's it's like they're saying that there's flaws with Dr. Oz and there's flaws with Herschel Walker. Well, I'm going to campaign for Dr. Oz next week. Mm -hmm. I've I've already been for Herschel once. I'm going again. We We have endorsed over 50 candidates. And we are out there fighting for House candidates, Senate candidates, gubernatorial candidates, because it does matter. All of this matters. And we have to go and fight for every single one of them. Because if we don't, this is just chump change compared to what they'll do to us. You're right. And then we will have no one to blame but ourselves, because all we did was sit back and whine and complain about it. You know, I dealt with a lot of corrupt dictators at the United Nations. I didn't know we were going to have to deal wait with a minute, wait a minute. dictators here. There are corrupt dictators at the U.N.? <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a whole lot of them, let me tell you. And you know what? But, but fighting against them to defend America was, was a privilege of a lifetime. But at what point do we, def- do we fight against it in our own country? You know, this national self-loathing that's happening across our country is that is going to be the biggest fall of us. It's not a war. It's mm-hmm. self-inflicted. And what we're doing is we're saying it's okay for it to start going the socialist route. We're saying it's okay for us to give up our freedoms and let government have more control. We're saying, oh, money doesn't matter. Let them run up the debt. No, it does matter. Every one of these things matters because my husband's a combat veteran. He and so many men and women fought 
for this, the freedoms and the democracy that we have today. And we could lose that if we don't gain our passion back for how we are the greatest country in the world. When I was at the United Nations, countries would come to us and say, they'd stab us in the back publicly, but behind closed doors, they would talk to us and say how jealous they were. They loved the fact that we had freedom of speech. They loved that we had freedom of religion. They loved that we could had the freedom to do and be anything we wanted to be without government getting in the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have always been a leader. And right now we look so distracted. And when America is distracted, the world is less safe. And we are seeing that by all the threats and wars that are happening right now. And we've got to get our act together. We've got to snap out of it. Enough is enough. All right, Nikki Haley, very, very well said. We look forward to having you back. And we want an update on this because what you're doing here in New York is, in fact, fighting back. And that's what people want. So God bless you. So people go where again? Go to StandForAmerica.com. We need you. We need you. We need you. Go to StandForAmerica.com. Sign up for our newsletter so that you can see what we put out every day on the policies that are happening and donate today so that we can fight back and we can fight back in a way that really shows the New York State Attorney General's office that she's messed with the wrong girl. (laughs) I like that. All right. Thank you, Nikki Haley. Be well. Okay. God bless you. Take care. God bless you, too. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In a world full of takers, Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take too much of your money every month for way more data than you're ever going to need. Pure Talk, which is my cell company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data you need. That's how the average family saves over 75 bucks every single month. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family. Unlimited talk, text, and choose from data plans from 2 gigs per month to unlimited with a mobile hotspot. All on America's most reliable 5G network. And here's an Another something else Pure Talk is going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay for month one, and Pure Talk will give you month two for free. So do this. Just go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And check out and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Remember, we'll be covering in full from the top Joe Biden's Stalinist-like speech in front of the hollowed grounds of Independence Hall. He may be a little late. I understand they have to adjust his depends from time to time and uh, make sure that the glue that's used to keep his dentures in his head is, in fact, effective. And then, of course, spray what's left of his cornrow hair that he plugged in there about 40 years ago. But with all due respect, of course. And so, for now on, MAGA Republicans, MAGA Republicans, they're very dangerous. What about maggot Democrats? Joe Biden is the leading maggot Democrat. Pelosi, who's used her position with her big dummy DUI, Pauly, to make a fortune off of perfectly timed stock trades. 
God willing, if the Republicans take control of something, they'll look into her. I mean, she did shut up this uh, January 6th committee. Maybe we need a April 15 committee to look at her taxes. Certainly, I would argue you'll get nothing, <laughs> nothing out of McConnell. He's all, uh, well, he's all messed up too with his, uh, with his family and the communist Chinese. So don't expect him to be looking under the bed. But on the House side, we must. So Joe Biden is a MAGA Democrat, as are all the leaders in the Democrat Party. And the MAGA Democrats, of course, they're not going to condemn their own. Black Lives Matter and the damage they did. Antifa, the damage they've done. He won't put down the extremists in his own party, which would include him, of course. But you know of whom we speak. The anti-Semites, the racists, the bigots, the Marxists, AOC, Presley, Baker, Talib, Omar, and the list goes on and on. Even in part, Bernie Sanders, I would include. Yes, I would. So we will have an open mic here as Biden speaks. So you can keep your sanity. We will, in fact, play the speech. Uh, And when I speak, Mr. Producer, let him keep speaking. We will not go in and out because that's unlistenable. So stick with us. Nobody's going to hear it like you right here. I wonder how many of these so-called networks are going to carry this. You know damn well they wouldn't do it for Trump. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read the secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. 
please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. We're going to jump right in. Go right ahead. My fellow Americans, please, if you have a seat, Thank you. I have a seat. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. White slave This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. Yeah, but your party hates it. With three simple words, we the people, we Mm. the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, are the rock upon which no, no, no. you and the New York Times built. reject both of them. Both of how them. we became the greatest nation on earth. Mm. They're why for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. But Wait as I stand here, I thought tonight, we were systemically racist. Quality and democracy are under assault. Oh, they're under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. Okay. So tonight, I don't. I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose. If only we could eliminate the Republicans. We, the people, are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty. Oh, so the founders weren't just white supremacist slaveholders. Oh, cool. A flame that lit our way through abolition. Yes, but you're the the arsonist. The Great Depression, world wars, Civil rights. That Biden's insanity still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous. Yeah, you burn like a hemorrhoid. That is the work of my presidency. A mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other. Yes. And with ourselves. With ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. No, it's not. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans oh. represent an extremism 
the open borders, the very foundations the murder of our rate, republic. The attacks on the cops. Now, I want to be very clear. Yes, very clear this up is front. not a political speech. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are oh, MAGA Republicans. thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. Right, so I extreme. Because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. No, you haven't. But there's no question. But you did work with segregationists. Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA mm. Republicans. Yeah, okay. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. Unbelievable. But I'm an American president. Not a president of red America, blue America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are. America. You're a president of the Democrat but Party. I believe it's That's my it. duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult. But you're a no serial liar. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. Such they do a not friggin' in the liar. Rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. Who's attacking the Supreme Court, you jerk? Who attacked Clarence Thomas and Bob Bork, you moron? Whose party's pushing to kill the independence of the court, you jerk? Decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers. Oh, like the Russia collusion and the dossier in 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah, you and the media and the rest of you. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to yes. marry who you love. All right, sure, Joe. Authoritarian leaders, and they fan the flames of political violence. So if you're pro-life, our personal rights. You're pro-life. You're justice, a danger to the country. To the rule of law. To the very soul of this And it country. was his party that opposed interracial marriage. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement. You mean enforcement. the Democrat Party? Not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots. No, we don't. That's number one. Number two, it wasn't an insurrection. Number three, you're a demagogue in addition to a maggot Democrat. preparation. For the 2022 and 2024 elections. See what he's doing? He's they laying the foundation that if they lose, it's because. By the votes of 81 million people. See that? It's because of you. This time. You're corrupt. determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. That's why respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. And we care why what he says? But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. So what should we do, Joe? We are Joe? not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. Right. There are far more Americans... Far more American. You unleashed your thugs on parents and taxpayers at school board meetings. You unleashed your thugs on women's sports. You unleashed your thugs on law enforcement. You unleashed your thugs on the Border Patrol. It's within our power. It's in our yes. hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point. One of those moments that determine the shape 
of everything that's to come after. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards. You got to choose him, you see. You got to choose the Democrats. Are you moving forward with them? Be a nation of hope. Can't even drive your car. Optimism. Or a Optimism. Of fear, division and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They yeah, embrace we don't anger. support MAGA Democrats. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. Yeah, what's that? We can choose a better path forward to the future. Forward? A future of possibility, a future to build. Centralized government, more debt, more spending, your kids bankrupt forever. Moving ahead. I know this nation. I know you, the American people. I know your You don't even know the way to the men's room. I know your hearts, and I know our history. This is a nation that honors our Constitution. We do no, not it's reject not. it. Half the nation the does. Nation believes in the rule of law. No, it doesn't. Do Half the nation does. This is a nation that respects free and fair elections. We honor the will of the people. No, it doesn't. Do deny it. You're, half the country does. You don't. And this is a nation that rejects violence as a political tool. But the Democrat Party doesn't. We are still an America that believes in honesty and decency. Yeah, that's why you need to lose. Patriotism, liberty, justice for all, hope, possibilities. We are still at our core a democracy. Now we're a republic, you moron. History tells us the blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. I think that's your party and you. We told ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it's not. We've never said that. Defend it. Protect it. What are you going to do? Send out Black Lives Matter and Antifa? That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy regardless of your ideology. From the Republicans, defend, except for Mike Ludic, he's a good guy. But defend the country against the Republicans. We're all called by duty and conscience to confront extremists who put their own pursuit of power above all else. Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more So here he is telling us saving American democracy. who's good, and who's dangerous? Are dis- to destroying American this halfwit. He's going to tell us who's we, good and who's dangerous. Will not let anyone or anything tear us apart. Today, there are dangers around us. We cannot allow to prevail. We hear you've heard it. More and more talk about violence as an acceptable political Nobody's, tool. No, that's not true. In this country. It's not. What a putz. It can never be an acceptable tool. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is yeah. no place for political violence in America, period. Why didn't you None. say that in 2020, you moron? And you never did. You never did. You saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January the All right, 6th. let's lower him now. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you've had enough of this. So have I. You want to watch it go somewhere else. You want to listen to it. It's not on any of the networks or cable TV. It's not on Fox. Maybe it's on one of the others. 
but I'm not going to play this anymore. Because this is delusional, it is destructive, and it is he, he, who is promoting violence and his party. Let's just be honest. He talks about the Constitution and the Declaration. How many times have I had to defend both of those documents from him and his party and his media? Endlessly. They embrace critical race theory. What do you think that is? It's an attack on our entire founding. There he is standing in the front of Independence Hall. Why is he doing that? Because Lincoln did. Because Kennedy did. Because so many great men did. And he is a he is a blotch. A blotch on that ground where those bricks are laid at Independence Hall. A disgrace. And what he's done to this country, to its sovereignty, to the people who are facing horrendous levels of crime, murder, what he's done to hardworking class people in this country, making it so difficult for them to put food on the table and to drive to work, what he's doing to our medical system, destroying our innovation, our creativity, our productivity, with price controls that are going to kick in long after he's gone, what he's done to our law enforcement, what he's doing to our military, what he's done to our allies, for God's sakes. Now, the media, such as it is, the American Pravda is going to be all in. Just shows you what a, what a farce they are. Any journalist who chooses to speak out against this or redeem him or herself. But most of them won't. Because they help put him in office. All these forces in the shadows, the corporatists, public sector and other unions, their bosses, these various front groups for illegal immigration, for socialism, Marxism, all these forces that put him in office. They owe you an apology, but they're not going to apologize. You can see what they do. And Biden is, in fact, creating a bigger and bigger police state. Massive army of IRS agents. Complete abuse of our standards and norms by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Justice. The war on the Border Patrol and ICE, who stand up, or did, to the illegal activities of the drug cartels, to MS-13, as Biden unleashes drugs, murders, gang members, among others, into our communities while claiming the border is secure. And then he'll run off after he campaigns a little longer to Rehoboth Beach, his hideout, where you paid half a million dollars for a wall to protect him as he goes between there and one of his other three or four mansions that he somehow earned on a senator's salary. Talks about the Constitution, the rule of law, 
that the 75 million of you who voted for Donald Trump, that you don't support them. Now, I know right now you're grinding your teeth. You're spitting mad. And you should be. You should use this speech as a call to action. Civil, legitimate, political action. And if this doesn't fire up, Republicans across the country, nothing will. As they continue to go after Donald Trump over a document negotiation, for crying out loud. Meanwhile, the Manchurian president, bought and paid for by the communist Chinese regime, bought and paid for, is about to arm the Iranians with nuclear weapons. He's giving a speech about the soul of America. He's been a welfare case on the public dole his entire life. Multi-millionaire now. As he sits there cringing and yelling. And garbling his speech. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember when Jimmy Carter gave his so-called Malay speech and he was lecturing the nation about how bad the nation was? This is actually worse than that. You have Joe Biden saying that there are good and great people in this country, but it's not the people who voted against me. This is what failed leaders do because they're not leaders. He's not interested in uniting the country, and the country is not uniting behind him. He's at 40% or under in every respect, on every issue. So they try to hype abortion. They try to get you to believe that the Republicans are going to eliminate Social Security and Medicare. Who, who said that? Joe Biden. You know, the single Republican? No. And meanwhile, it's the Democrats who are stealing money from Medicare to pay for Obamacare, right? And so they talk about that. They talk about the Republicans want to get rid of privacy and contraceptives and marriage. Tell me, has there even been a proposal anywhere in any state to do that? No, none. But he supports abortion up to the last second. Isn't that violence? Certainly violence for the baby, isn't it? He supports open borders under him. All kind of violence and rape and mayhem is taking place. Isn't him? Isn't that him supporting violence, attacking the cops so our streets aren't safe? Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Joe Biden's violent agenda, America. Actually, Biden, you're among the most violent promoting, violence promoting politicians ever. Abortion up to the last minute before birth. Open borders and the horrendous crime that has caused. Murder, rape, drug deaths, child molestation, sex trafficking. Slashing or is it reimagining? Law enforcement resources until this week, of course. 
and the record increase in crime, including murder, your war on the Supreme Court and the Democrat mob threatening the justices, and the exploitation of very young children with your sexualization agenda in our public schools, etc. Yes. Seems pretty, pretty violent to me, doesn't it, to you, Mr. Producer? All right, Mr. Producer, I'm sure people want to speak out there. To whom shall I speak? In Perrysworth, Indiana, XM Satellite, Michelle, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I got to say that my blood pressure has, prob- <clears throat> has probably doubled in the last hour. <laughs> Mine too. But, yeah, I, I don't... You know, I don't even know where to begin to think anymore. I mean, my daughter has a degree in political science from the U of I, and she graduated in 2010 and was as big a Republican. Got me to come over the fence because I'd always consider myself an ultra-conservative Democrat. Well, Mm -hmm. I've been over the fence. Somewhere between then and now, she and one of her friends who went on to law school They've crossed over, and they're telling me that I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. (sighs) You know, I had, I uh, I saw a friend at lunch today. We just kind of met up. It's been a while since I've seen him. He has two sons and a daughter. I said, how are your kids doing? And he said, my middle son, in other words, the middle child, has gone woke. So what are you talking about? He's in the military. And he said the propaganda is so repetitive and heavy and thick. And that he's responsible in part for the forms that they have to fill out and hand out to to these these soldiers or whomever. To raise questions about, you know, their belief systems and not to use pronouns and so forth. So this is going on. This is going on in a... At an incredibly rapid rate, it's ubiquitous in the United States military. And, you know, if they take the military, there's really nothing left. There's nothing left. They've got the FBI. They're trying to crush local law enforcement. Anyway, go ahead. Well, my son is in the National Guard, and he was down at Fort Benning last from April until the end of September. And he's very conservative and he was you know he just say mom you can't believe believe this stuff they're shoveling out and these kids are buying it and uh, unfortunately i do believe it because i i see it you know you see it we all see it all right michelle thank you my friend sergio writes biden tonight let's not discuss those killed in afghanistan during the surrender or the war in Europe, or inflation, or high gas prices. Let's not talk about the sinking stock market. Let's discuss MAGA and President Trump two years after Biden has utterly failed our nation. Kind of sums it up, doesn't it, Rich? Steve, in Port, where is that? Portage, Michigan, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. Hey, Mark. Uh, good evening. Good evening. I'm glad that you uh, ran a little bit of the uh, Biden uh, Marxist speech because it's motivated me as I was coming back uh, to my office to write some $100 checks, and I thought I'd call you and ask you, hey, 
what candidates need the $100 checks the most, and I'll write them. Well, I won't say specifically your $100 checks, but Ron Johnson, Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker, J.D. Vance, uh, Adam Waxall. Um, There's others out there, too. This guy Masters in Arizona. Those are at least at the top of the list that I can think of, frankly. Well, thank you. I'll write I'll write a hundred dollar check to all six of those guys tonight before I go to bed. And if Biden keeps this up, there's going to be a lot more hundred dollar checks written because I'm sick and tired of this stuff. And I've been I, I, I like you, Mark, even though you were more involved with Ronald Reagan than I was. I was a, a delegate for, for Reagan, and uh, I was in Gerald Ford country in Grand Rapids when I did that. So God bless you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what you do. You too, brother, and thank you. Much appreciated. Let's continue. Alan, Oakland, California, the great KSFO. Alan, go right ahead, please. Yeah, hello, Mark. Um I didn't even know I was a conservative until I changed the radio station uh, five years ago and heard you for the first time. Oh, thank you, Alan. There's only only two issues that we have. Uh, One one is that we're the normal people and that all Democrats are exactly the same. Uh, I would only hope that all conservatives, all all Republicans, in fact, who, who have office, should not be arguing with this man point by point. They simply have to stop counting the votes in the Senate and start saying that this man has to go, that he's totally unacceptable. Now, you're quite right, Alan. He is a disaster. He's impoverishing the country. Uh, We will not be a superpower, certainly not the number one superpower by the time this fool leaves office. Our economy is going to be a mess. Energy independence will now be energy dependence. In every direction, this guy is a fool and a fraud. Thanks for your call, Alan. That's Oakland, California. We have callers from all over the country. Let's go to Austin, Oakland, Oklahoma City, XM Satellite. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you this evening? Great one. I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for cutting that dictator speech off when you did. It was I couldn't take it anymore. My blood. Yeah. I I uh, I consider that a declaration of war on us. Because mm-hmm. I'm getting sick of it. I'm I'm disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start writing me some hundred dollar checks too. And if if it moves people into lawful civil activism, that doesn't mean you have to be whispering. I'm all for it. And I, you know, I'm all with you, buddy. That's the way to do it. Let's support our candidates. Let's get out there. They need our help. All right, Austin. Thanks for your call, my friend. Let's continue. David, Springfield, Missouri, the great KSGF. Go. Hey, Mark. I just uh, appreciate you playing that, what part you did. And even before the speech, I was just going to say, and you know this, but these Democrat pollsters and Democrat National Party, they pull all this stuff. They they strategize and pull this stuff well in advance. I still can't believe, and it shouldn't be a surprise, I still can't believe that they're taking the angle, the strategy of the way to unite us is to divide us. 
and uh, it's a it's a broken record, I know, but it's just it's just so discouraging how the the sheep will just they just uh, they fall for this stuff. There's going to be those out there that just eat this stuff up, and I think also the speech. Uh, I think it's an acknowledgement by the uh, a little nervous. Sorry, uh, it's acknowledgement by the the Democratic Party and Biden that Trump is running. Why are they? Why are they so? I know this question has been asked a thousand times, but I'm going to ask it again. Why are they so terrified of someone who's been impeached twice? He's under investigation for tax fraud for years in New York, and they can't seem. They're just obsessed with him. They he lives rent free in their head, and I just. I just, you know, the Dems are still because because they were planning on having a third term of Obama via Hillary Clinton. And he messed up the apple cart. And unlike most Republicans, he's an activist, Trump. And he went after the establishment. He went after what they what they use against the people. He went after these various bureaucracies. And of course, he went after their favorite country, China. And so they needed to take him out. But mark my words, if it wasn't Trump being treated this way, it would be DeSantis. It would be one of the others, because the Democrats are not going to stop here. They're not. And Trump is a very strong man, and he is strong enough to fight back. And we should we should admire that and support that. I want to thank you for your call, David. As you can see, America, you're infuriated. The callers into this program are infuriated. And let's move that fury into a proper direction here. I'll be right back. Mark in. Phil, Long Island, New York, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Okay. Uh, you probably remember this, but if you recall back in the late 80s when Reagan nominated Robert Bork to the Supreme Court, the networks refused to carry his speech. They refused. And it wasn't so much a political speech. It was a it was a constitutional speech. It's mm-hmm. what a president wanted to do. And yet the networks and the cable networks carried this speech tonight which was a political speech, a purely mm-hmm. political speech in a political year. Although in I didn't election. see the networks. Now, I have to admit, I've been on radio. Were the networks carrying it? I I, I was told they, they did. I didn't watch. I think they made it available, but I don't know if they actually carried it or not. Okay. But either way. you know. But either way, they were just standing on government property where you're not supposed to be making speeches like this. And he's pretending he's it's a speech to the nation, which means he's self-righteous. He knows what's right. And the Republicans are all bad. Isn't that true? That's uh, amazing. It just, it's shocking. Uh, it's a, and it's he gets to decide which huh? Republicans are and which Republicans aren't. All right, my friend, Phil, I appreciate it. Let's go to Tom Ridgefield, Utah, XM Satellite. How are you, sir? Really good, Mark. How are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, it, it was such a hateful speech. I couldn't believe how hate-filled it was. I, my my first thought was hate, and then the next one, he's divorced most of us or half of us from the country. Mm-hmm. He's no longer the president for half of us. 
That's a good way to put it, isn't it? Isn't it? I, no, I, you're right, Tom. That, that he What's declared that? war on, you know, half the country, but he's, he's divorced us. Mm-hmm. All right, good way to put it. Barry, Los Angeles, California, 870 a.m., the great KRLA. Go right ahead, please. So first of all, Joe Biden has always been and continues to be a vile piece of human excrement. Thank you for pointing it out, and please keep pointing it out every day. Second of all, the, I, what I got out of it oh, is geez. he's trying to bait Trump into declaring on Saturday when he knows Trump is going to be there. He uh, he knows if you noticed he the number of people the number of Republicans in That's his population decreased significantly today. He just pointed out Trump and the Trump followers. He knows that if Trump declares on Saturday, it's going to piss off all the Bushies. Sorry, pardon my language. It's going to upset all the Bushies. That's what he was. That's what that's what he was trying to do. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, my friend. Dan, Cincinnati, Ohio, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. Hello, Mark. I was just calling up to tell the Republicans that Please remember how you felt when he's giving this speech tonight, because that should be a strong motivator to get out there and talk to your friends, get out of your comfort zone, let them really know what's going on and how this Biden agenda is just really destroying America. And we need to just really be motivated to uh, make sure that in this midterm election that we uh, just really, really overwhelmingly win this uh, midterm election. I you know, one thing agree with you more. in yeah. the speech, he said something about uh if you're somebody for Trump, a mega American, that for the country to win, others have to lose. It's just bogus. I mean, so much of this, what they say is what, you know, they're accusing us of, the, of doing the things that they're doing. It's just. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, in 2016, uh, first of all, they tried to sabotage Trump's campaign illegally. And uh, all throughout his presidency, they tried to sabotage his presidency. They tried to remove him from office. They tried to criminalize him. Uh, all from that's, you know, from 2016, right through up to the uh, to the reelection effort. And he's going to talk to us about the soul of America. It's a nasty guy, this body was he's always been a dumb, nasty guy. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Craig Oceanside, New York. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for taking my call. How are you yeah, listening to the program? I'm listening to it on my radio. WABC. And I'm driving for a living during the summer to make some extra money thanks to this new yeah. administration. So it's not easy. But listen, no. this has got all your fingerprints of Obama on it. This is Saul Linsky to the T. It's yep. identify, neutralize, destroy. Joe Biden is not that smart. This cannot be Joe Biden. As many times I, I've seen him do things. That I've said, but do you think this smart. is smart? I think. <laughs> I think this is actually foolish. They're trying to fire up their base by trashing half the country. I'm not sure this is going to work, Craig. I'm sorry you have to do this extra work, too, to make ends meet. Take care of yourself. We want to salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters and emergency personnel, and our trucker friends, and the men and women in Taiwan, and the men and women in Ukraine. God bless you all. And America, I'll see you right here tomorrow. Thank you. God bless. God bless.